3: Welcome to Couples Therapy My name is Andy And I'm Naomi We are a real life couple A real life couple of comedians And on Couples Therapy In, in quarantine. quarantine We answer a couple different questions From a couple different listeners Hello It's what, the 13th if you're listening to this The day it comes out Yep Anything interesting We're all still just in this uh, this purgatory This 2.30pm study hall Feeling wild People are getting vaxxed is that not it, Naomi?
4: I mean, it's fully accurate. I will say this, though, Andrew. I did just have just a little bit of something called cookie milk cold brew. And I feel up. <laughs> I feel up. You, I'm sure I've talked about how cold brew is like crack to me. And I'd like to have it like when I know I want to be productive that's how I started off. And granted, right now, I will say this, though, Andy, this is why I'm playing with fire. It's 3.15 p.m. Oh, no. That's a little late for caffeine.
3: Hey, do you remember when the CIA light. helped get cold brew into the country to pay for <laughs> their illegal war in Nicaragua?
4: Yes.
3: As uh, dramatized right now on Snowfall on FX Wednesdays,
4: <laughs> I think. Thank you for plugging Snowfall <laughs> when really we need to be focused on plugging my show. Yeah. Hey, what your show? When is that? Thank you for asking. Wednesday, April 28th, 6 p.m. You can go to dynastytypewriter.com and get tickets to me. Working it out. That's what it's called. Naomi McParrigan works it out with the help of Joe Firestone and Aparna Nancherla. I'm going to be working on some new material. It will really be loose, guys. This is honest, okay? It's going to be loose, but Joe and Parn are going to be there. They're going to be my laughers. They're going to be my honest feedback. They're going to give me suggestions when my mind goes blank and I don't know what to say next. It will be fun. And please note, all the money goes to hashtag Mabel's mastectomy. By the way, we got
3: the call yesterday... From the surgeon, they did a biopsy on uh, Mabel's uh, uh, breast tissue. Breast tissue, cancer-free, folks. Cancer-free. cancer-free. So that's beautiful. That's cancer-free beautiful. in 2021.
4: <laughs> that's good Andy. Oof!
3: It lifted. I honestly, I was living in this cloud of stress, in this just stress fog, I know. in this
4: uh, stress mist, you might I call know. it. You got lifted John Legend style, and I was so happy for you. I'm so happy. Speaking of getting lifted, can we talk about who we have on the show today real quick? Baby, baby, we got it. <laughs> By the way, last week,
3: the show was, for anyone who, who thought the show was on the 30th. Correct. It was on the 30th as of last week, and then there was a scheduling problem. So Thank you just for, so you know, Thank you for Just so you know, this wasn't a mistake when she said the 20th today. The actual date is the
4: 28th. We had to move it. We had to move it. All right, just we a just, just a note to Ben. Thank you. Note to Ben. Hey,
3: note to Ben. Hey, I'm a pizza. Uh, today's guest. Oh my God, folks! This is technically, I guess, the second part. Right. to the great Sam Drew. Right trilogy where the first part <laughs> was erased because no one could hear the audio. Right. So we well, well, hey, let's say this trilogy. The first part was when they were on the live show. Correct. Part two,
4: Sam last week. Yeah. Part three. Today, Drew Droege. Yes, baby. If you don't know Drew Droege, you better ask somebody, okay? Drew is an actor. He's a writer. He's a comedian. You've seen him on Search Party. You've heard him on Bless the Hearts and Bob's Burgers. You've maybe even seen him off-Broadway in Happy Birthday, Doug, or Bright Colors, Bold Patterns. He is giving you multiple options. Happy okay? Birthday, Doug, was great. Happy Birthday, was Doug, was one of the last shows we saw before we stopped seeing shows. It was beautiful, funny, and moving. Drew can do it all and he was such a wonderful person to talk to. He was so open. He really came through a queen. He can do it all, say.
3: including have a great conversation with us. <laughs> <laughs> um before we get into that, I have to um I have to address something that I think uh <sighs> there's been a um, a little bit of slander. Wow, a little bit of slander. Yeah. Libel. I don't yeah. know what the difference is. Yep. Um, yeah, you're right. Any lawyers right. in the audience? Um yeah. But about both of us yeah. going on on the internet. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Naomi, can we play that clip? This is from
2: Ask Rana. Dope Nish, don't know what it means, <clears throat> wrote, Thank Naomi. I tuned into Ask Rana one day because the fabulous Naomi <sighs> and Paragon was the guest, and I stan all things Naomi. <clears throat> <clears throat> to my delight, I found Rana and her show to be everything I needed during this pandemic. You listened to the Huma, wrong week empathy, great advice, generous gifts, and a new coffee to try. Mm-hmm. You know Naomi's got a new show.
1: Yeah, Rona, I doing, know on Lifetime. She's
2: doing a Lifetime watching podcast with Megan Gailey, who's hysterical and people need to be tuning into that. I just want to say. I made mean, all things Naomi. We have to You know what though, Rona?
1: I have to tell you. I Yeah. I really I know. think I really think Naomi Naomi is I think, I think I'm going to be honest here. I think she's a part of QAnon. I just have heard a rumor. Yeah. So I don't know how, you know what I mean? Like I would tread lightly with
2: Naomi. Well, I wouldn't be shocked because Andy has a lot of crazy ideas. He does. And it might've rubbed off on her during the pandemic. And Sure. Andy really, you know, he says he's a philosopher. He was a philosophy major, et cetera, et cetera. But philosophy can sometimes be a word for for leeway in uh, sure. New Ideas, etc. Exactly. you watched it.
3: To. Wow. Folks. Wow. Folks.
4: folks to look. Look. I mean. To align we us. have to call a lawyer. With the
3: Watkinses. <laughs> Do I look like a Ron Watkins? I don't think so, Andy. Do I look like a, what's his father's name? Jeb? What is his name?
4: Jim Watkins. He looks like a Jeb. Oh, God, he looks like a dangerous Do we man. have constantly
3: shifting, strange facial hair?
4: <laughs> Are we um, possibly deviants? The point <laughs> is, for Brian Safi to they? say I was part of QAnon. How you know? dare they? I mean, and you guys, as you know, you know Ask Rana is one of my favorite podcasts. It's honestly- Was, was. Well, it's it's got to be, for them to just, you know, unprompted, to just unprompted. come out here with this slander is huge. I mean, we're not trying to start we're not trying to start a war. We're not trying to start a rivalry, but, but we need at it's
0: them. Please do.
4: <laughs> <laughs> please do at them and tell them,
3: hashtag liable. <laughs> hashtag slander. You can- This will not stand. <laughs>
4: I could not believe it, you know. I mean, but also love that Rana remembered you were a philosopher. Yeah, to really remember that, you know, uh, advanced degree. By the way, I have a I know advanced. Well, that's why your ideas are so crazy. <laughs> that's why the ideas. Can you believe? Hey, that? look, I was t- Heidegger was a Nazi. I did read a lot of Heidegger. That's true. That's true. So you know, it's just you know, Brian. He's just sipping on a haterade because I hosted an episode. You know, when he was gone, and what? It, and he's not. Ner- tell nervous. me if this is. Tell me if this is not true highest rated episode of Ask Ron <laughs>
3: ever. That was that was the highest rated episode. I believe they had over a million downloads a million. in a day.
4: In a single day. When
3: you when you were guest hosting. I know. And, Brian- and that's why Johnny Carson was always afraid. That's why he would always have some two-bit some two-bit host guest host for him cuz he was oh, he was yeah. terrified. I- but you don't when you're if you're absent then you don't have Naomi guest host for you
4: because she's (laughs) gonna she's gonna blow everyone out of the water honey no don't speak like that i can never (laughs) blow brian safi podcast king out of the water i mean that man is a podcast king i think he's the king and i think lauren lapkiss is the queen okay people who just do so many podcasts True. okay and i will say he's a king but that's why i'm like you gotta be confident brian i'm not coming for your girl rana but he out here you know once he said i was not a nice person. And now he's telling people I'm part of Q. And I mean, I mean. Wow, wow. They, are, they are really, they're really coming for you. And me by association. I mean, they did. Rana did. The fact is, look, we're already both coming out on Tuesdays. So it's Oof. like already tough. I hope you're downloading us both so you can be part of this no, back and forth anymore. conversation. Not anymore. No, I want I you you're... downloading, Rana. No. I want you giving them five stars because we're going to take the high road. We're gonna take the high road, give them five stars, no. love them deeply. You can take the high road. I'll meet you at the end. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm not even taking the low road. I'm going underneath the mountain. Yep, you're just you're just uh, digging in the dirt. I'm yes, I'm a yep. mole man. You're tunneling.
3: I'm a mole man in one of those tunnel machines, <laughs> like in Teenage
4: Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh God, I can't believe it. Honestly, it was just honest. Honestly, it was nice to be talked about. I'll, allow yeah, it. I'll you
3: know what? Yeah, I'll put yeah. <laughs> Having someone say. <laughs> Say some funny stuff about me. I love it. Yeah.
4: All right, you guys. Now that you're inside our heads, let's get to our conversation with Drew. Roll it. Drew Drogi, sir, sir, sir. Thank Drew, you. Drew, Drew, Drew. <laughs> I just want <laughs> to y'all, say thank y'all, you. all y'all, y'all. For coming thank back. Thank you. A second time.
3: Please. I, I love. <laughs> Being here all the time, so yeah, please. It's interesting, Naomi. I was—I I felt like I was just like a newscaster there. For, That's interesting, Naomi. And I turned her. <laughs> yeah. But I was thinking. I was like, I actually don't know much about your life, Drew, or your your romantic life, but
4: your life period. Well, he's a cipher, like many public figures.
1: I, yes, I have to keep a lot of things hidden. <laughs> um, you know, because I am very private. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, I I mean, what do you want to know? I, I, I don't have a, a, a wild uh, romantic life and never really have. I'm I'm very much in the um, interested in when we get out from under this bullshit moment we're in, in um, dating more because I, I just don't really make time to do it. And I go through periods where I'm really happy to not be mm-hmm. with someone because I'm just when I'm busy, I'm just like, thank God, I just have myself to worry about because that's enough and then you know in quarantine i'm like oh i'm in my 40s i i i, I want someone <laughs> <laughs> so very selfish reasons why well, very very always, selfish reasons.
4: of course why. yeah the only reason course. but like were you <laughs> the always only reason yeah were you always that <laughs> way like um for instance are you someone who in general romantic or not like you're used to being by yourself you like kind of people not being around was it always like that
1: Yes. I've always <laughs> been very individual and like, I loved going up to my room after school. I love my time. So that part of this year in quarantine has been kind of nice. Like I've loved that. I, I, I enjoy my own company. Mm-hmm. I, if, as long as I have movies in front of me and books and things to read, like, I, and I can write occasionally, like I'm, I love it. Um, I miss, I mean, I miss restaurants and theater mainly because I love going and, doing those things by myself. And when I'm with <laughs> someone who's great, I love that too. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't really seek it out. Like it's not something that I've ever really been like really felt very lonely. Okay by myself. That's yeah. very good. Yeah.
3: Quarantine does have that kind of uh, after school room. Action figures vibe.
4: <laughs> yes, for
3: sure, Action for sure.
4: Figures vibe. Yeah.
3: And then there are
1: times that I mean, I just it makes me crazy because I think about like, oh, I mean, right now it's Friday, and I'm like, I would love more than anything to be with friends at Akbar right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, can you imagine just yeah. like being in a bar with your friends right now? I, I, I can cry. I miss it so much. <laughs> or going to, you know. Just like having the option to like go to a movie or going to a restaurant when it's safe. I mean, I know we can go back to outdoor dining now, but I mean, like it's just it's like not I'm, i you know.
3: Yeah,
4: know not. I not will safe. not. It's not safe. Yeah,
3: I w- the the weekend has, we've been in this almost a year now. The weekend still hasn't lost its flavor. The weekend still has not lost the feeling of the weekend. Right, right, and right. And right, so right. you're you're on alert. You're like, oh man, right. what? I'm gonna go mix it up. <laughs> I can't wait to
4: go. I'm going to see Wendy, Wendy O Williams. You guys before this Andrew confused daytime black dress Wendy Williams with apparently punk punk singer
1: legend, Wendy, punk o. legend Williams. Wendy O Williams. Uh they could not be more different. <laughs> I mean if they tried. I mean they're I mean they're both
4: icons in different ways. (laughs) Well, you're the one who knew Um, because I didn't know. I was like, I knew he met Wendy Williams, but I didn't know where the O came from. I didn't know if he was like conflating Oprah and Wendy Williams. So if you hadn't been here, I would have never known that was a punk person.
1: Wendy Wendy O. Williams. I know her because I was obsessed among many things as a a young, cracked child. (laughs) Um, She was in a women in prison movie called um, uh, uh, Reform School Girls. I think that's the one that she was in. And I loved Women Behind Bars kind of movies. (laughs) They're so, I mean, just sleazy. The anger, like it's always (laughs) like, it's always like New Girl gets thrown in. She's, you know, innocent, but she gets wrongly convicted of a crime. She gets thrown in and immediately... There's like a bitch who's like, you know, tough and she has an eye patch and a switchblade and she's like, you know, follow me. And then there's a nice, you know, there's a mute. There's always like a mute. What? And then there's like an old one. And then there's like a, then a really hateful warden. Yep. yep. And they're a very, like, they're very sexual. They're very male gaze. Yeah. They are not at all female empowerment at all. They're horribly offensive but Wendy O Williams plays like the plays like the badass in one of these and she's t- she was rough. I mean, she was um yeah.
4: So <laughs> and this would have stuck with you
1: all these years. This would have been like maybe 10 years after her like success as a as a punk singer oh, and I'm not sure what her famous but she was in some famous bands of that era. I'm fans of that style that of music, time. know that. But I know her from that movie what? and I always loved her name.
4: Where would you grow up?
1: I grew up in North Carolina.
4: Okay. Yes. Yes. You are also a southern, southern man. Um, yes. You have siblings.
1: I do. I have a younger brother who uh, uh, lives there now. He oh, was. Okay. He's been He he and his wife lived here for you know many years ago, and now they live back. Um, They're outside of Charlotte and uh,
3: plasmatics. Yeah. Wendy O. Williams. Plasmatics. plasmatics. That is <laughs>
1: folks, That is correct.
0: We're
3: coming up next, the plasmatics. I don't know who that <laughs> voice is. I
4: know. I was like, all right, that's fun. But like. All right, Carson. Were you like somebody who was like, I'm getting out of this two-bit town from like a young age? Or?
1: A little bit. I wasn't like, I I didn't know. Like, I mean, at the time I thought, I mean, I grew up in a small town called Lincolnton, North Carolina, Ooh. which is an, it's an hour outside of Charlotte. And. I was fine that I knew of. Yeah. But it was also that thing where, you know, I mean, in seventh seventh grade was the worst, but that was the year where I would, you know, almost every day I would be called fag, and I just accepted that. It was that weird thing as a kid. You're just like, oh, I didn't get called that today. That was a good day. Like, uh, that's how I would measure a good or a bad day. No. But I... It's so weird what, like, those... I mean, I think about that. I'm like, oh, that poor kid. But yeah. I didn't really feel that way tr- too much. And then my, like, eighth grade ninth grade especially I like I knew how to make my friends or people make people laugh and I so my high school I was I was weirdly popular Mm -hmm. and uh and I was a super overachiever and I was you know and I was like president of every club and I was like you know you know straight A's and all that kind of stuff so I was that nerd but I also had a subscription to New York magazine and I was reading (laughs) about the new the downtown life and I was like oh my god and I was you know and I sort of imagined, like, and I, um, you know, that I, w- I wanted to go either to New York or L.A. right after, you know. and I, But I went to college uh, in North Carolina, in um, Winston-Salem, which is a, a medium-sized yeah, city, city yeah. in North Carolina. Yeah. And, you know, but I... So I didn't have a major fear, uh, you know, feeling at 18, like, I've got to get out of mm-hmm. the South. Um, I love a lot of the South. There was a lot that I grew up loving about it and, um, and still do. Mm-hmm. But... Obviously, there's so much of it that I, you know, I'm so glad that I don't have to deal with right now or, or, or experience and, and see every day um, and tackle with that. So, yeah, I mean, like I, I am very glad I don't live there now, but I was happy to be there when I was there. Yeah. yeah. that Makes sense. Well, well I was like, ask, oh, sorry, sorry
4: part of what I was asking this because I'm kind of just looking back at this idea of, you know, you kind of being comfortable being alone, being, you know, again, like being in your room, doing your thing was it at all in part due to sort of like growing up like you didn't necessarily think you could have a boyfriend
3: yes so like you know what I, so no. like maybe it to- well, wait wait were there there were no other gay students
1: oh there were pl- so many but none of us were out ah. um and there was one in high school in my memory there was one guy who was out and now he's back in and married with, uh, <laughs> you know, and a minister from whatever.
4: Okay. Heard.
1: And then huh. everyone, yeah. And then every, I mean, I so many. I mean, one of my best friends, like from sixth through, through twelfth, um, was also gay, but we never t- ever talked to each other about it. Oh wow. But um, and you know, it was one of those things that, like, thank God we had each other because we would just get together and watch Elvira, you know, or like <laughs> you know, or just you know. I, and that would be hanging out. Yeah, it was so yeah. much fun to just like have that person, right. that, you know, you could have sensibility with and share the sense of humor and all that. So, so that's why like so much about like, cause I didn't really like, I didn't really like ever like, like come out really. It was like after college when I just started, like I, when I, that I was like, Oh yeah, sure. I am. I, I sort of, I totally biffed that opportunity. I had so many opportunities <laughs> to do that, but I was like, but, yeah, I, so I didn't even think, especially growing up, like, about in terms of a boyfriend, I just was pretty asexual. Or I just would be, like, you know, I just didn't have time for that. I had mm-hmm. rehearsal. You know, I was that. <laughs> I just shut everything down. <laughs> so, you know, it, yeah. I, I. But there is a part of it, too, that, like, I do come from a very funny family and a, and a lot of love. I of a very loving, wonderful, you know, family. But I was not the funny one in the house. Oh. Like, I was... The least funny in the house. What? I want to to come to dinner. Uh, Well, (laughs) according to the house, I was, you know, I'll put it that way. So I would try out my stuff and my material just didn't work. My audience wasn't at home. My audience was at school. Mm -hmm. So I would just be used to like, and I was fine with it. My brother is very funny. But he was the one that my parents deemed the funny one. Oh, wow. And he's also brilliant. And, and he was never given credit for being smart. I was the huh. smart one. He was the funny one. It's just, you know, families do that yep. kind of stuff.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. They only have one. They, like, each child has an
1: adjective. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's it. And they would, they always would do that thing. They would go, oh, these, those two, they're just night and day. They're nothing alike. <laughs> and my brother and I are like, we're actually a lot alike. We have a lot. I mean, to this day we have such similar taste and we really get along. We we you know we're we're good friends on top of being brothers and so it's just like but you know it's just like the family dynamic that mm. happens when you you know you um you do that. So yeah. I learned to be funny at school and um and then sort of quiet. And still when I go home to visit my family I'm very quiet. I'm respectful. Sometimes I'm very serious. <laughs> I can be really like kind of stern. I don't stern. like who I am sometimes. <laughs> Well, I get very, like, I don't know. I get I get really, uh, you know, I uh, I don't know. It's a like this weird <laughs> thing. I don't like
3: who his I face. am.
4: It's like he just, like, ate, ate? a lemon.
3: Oh, I was going to say ate some old bologna.
4: <laughs> well, either way, it's like he's got that <laughs> gross taste in his mouth. Yes, yes,
3: yes. <laughs> old bologna. Oh, how long has this bologna been sitting on the uh, coffee table? <laughs> it looks... Still pink, <laughs> yeah. Can't be
1: that Can bad. Well, life. we can't waste good baloney. It's such quality meat. <laughs> Not in this economy. You can't waste <laughs> Not in any economy.
3: Not baloney. Not our sacred baloney. Um, wait. Uh, so, like, just I'm sorry. I'm imagining your parents. By the way, both like they're sitting there with um, in two easy chairs they each got those like (laughs) little
1: that's so funny you say that my my father sold lazy boy that was that was
3: Uh that
1: was our all right that was our family business my grandfather my uncle and my father all worked for lazy boy chair company
3: look i'm not saying i'm a psychic all right folks (laughs) but
4: (laughs) but sometimes you have the site audience
3: Yes, audience. Uh, if you wanna, I do have the shining sometimes,
4: the but like shining. no, I was, uh, but
3: like I'm imagining them with those little glasses, like the little like reading glasses, and they're mm-hmm. sitting there, and you're like trying out material for them, and they're like they like oh. pull their glasses down a little bit, and they look <laughs> over, and and they're like your brother is the funny one, and then they put the glasses back up.
1: <laughs> they usually be like, all right, comedy is, uh, uh, you yeah. know, no, they would, they, a lot of it was just, it was just a collective. Sense of humor. My dad was really funny, like very, really, really funny. And so we kind of all like he was sort of the 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 showman in the house. And then I think my brother is a really good salesman, in the sense that he's really sharp at like meeting someone and picking up on what their sense of humor is Mm. and playing into that. Yeah, in a really. Talented way, and I don't have that. I just kind of mm-hmm. am who I am. Yes, so I'm I more say your brother. Things, you <laughs> know, and so I say things, and I am like, oh, that didn't land. And then I kind of learned, like, don't say anything anymore. <laughs> also,
3: <laughs> I was...
1: the other thing is that you know, I would say something at, at school, and I would make my friends laugh, and I would go home, and I would tell my parents like, today, <laughs> I said blah blah blah, and my parents would be like, Drew. That is ugly. That's <laughs> awful. Do not say that. You, you know, and they're like, you need to apologize. And they were so like, I couldn't do, you know. Yeah. And then I started lying and saying, um, so today at school, Jamie said, blah, blah, blah. And they would go, oh,
0: oh, oh
1: that, <laughs> Jay, that Jamie, he is, oh, he, that, you know. So a lot of it was just like, they, they're they very worried. And I think there is something subconscious to when you have a, a, a gay kid who was not out and was certainly not telling them I'm gay, but they could sense what was going on. They want to protect you in a way. I mean, it's like, they they don't want you, they, they're they like, you need to be careful. Right. Don't run your don't mouth. Don't stand out. Right, yeah. exactly. It's going to be hard enough. Just be nice to people <laughs> right. and, and follow directions. <laughs> you know, and I think there was, there was something that they were genuinely, like, scared of for me, like, being, you know, Sassy in that way, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was like that's not going to work for you,
4: and you're like that's exactly um, what I need to be doing. I'm like
1: that is why I live in a one bedroom apartment
3: in Hollywood, Mom. Uh, no. Again, I imagine your parents pulling down their glasses. I love just that like, glasses. I know in your they're mind. like low they're glasses. like school is not a John Waters film, Drew. Oh! <laughs>
1: And I'd be like, well, um, I beg to differ because the first scene of female trouble when they're in school is my church. So.
4: Oh, my God. It's so funny that you imagine their monocles. See, I imagine Not them... a monocle. T-tiny, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, tiny, tiny, tiny glasses. Tiny glasses. Tiny glasses. Tiny glasses. <laughs> I don't imagine tiny glasses. I imagine like for some reason, I imagine your mom is like always in the middle of something so that when you come to talk True. to her, it's very yes. much like. What demands my attention? <laughs> like you have to really kind of like get. Yes. True, I'm you making a three-layer cake, or like a trifle, yeah. oh, yes. or she's like re-caulking something. Like she so seems all like of it,
1: all of it. That's very. That's that is uh, again very. You know, <laughs> that's sharp. That's it. That my mom was interior designer and always making a cake for the ladies of the church. <laughs> yeah. Blah blah blah, and a salad <laughs> for a neighbor next door, and a full dinner for us every night oh and, gosh. you know, and running out the door and doing art projects and teaching preschool. And my mom was always doing a million things. Um, <laughs> so do that, you get that from her? I was going to
4: say, is that where you get it from? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a million things. I do.
1: I, do. I, I'm, I am only happy when I'm do- super busy and doing yes. a lot. And But my mom and I have talked now, like, she's like me, like, we're. she's very happy, like, she's locked down. She's in South Carolina now. And she's like by herself and just like, fine. She's like, I'm not going out. I don't need to see people. And she's in a more, in a, well, in a scarier place because it's like no mask country. And, you know, people being like, you know, it's not, you know, it's not real and all that kind of stuff. So she, I'm happy that she's not out, you know, right, entertaining and going to parties right. and stuff.
4: Right, 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 right. So, yeah.
1: But, yeah, I do get, you I know, definitely got we- that, like, being busy, busy. I love it. I like having a million things <laughs> going on.
3: By the way, we're... Every part of this country is like that at this point. Oh, we're like, uh, uh, no one is wearing masks, and like, <laughs> everyone, you both were staring at me. I'm like, right, right, right. Let me be specific. I mean, we live in a hell country. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes, we do. It's insane. Sorry. Anyway.
4: Oh, no, it's okay. I was trying to think. I was Sorry, like- you know
3: what? Let's be, uh, I got to be really honest. Mabel was whimpering and it totally distracted me. And I was yeah. like, is she, is she gonna pee on the ground? What's gonna happen? Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But I just like, I was like, Just be honest, why were like, where, where did your brain just go right there? It's like, oh, Mabel, what's going on? I'm, oh, so- I'm just glad I didn't say something.
1: I was like, Oh boy, did I say something that was like a landmine that they're like, <laughs> Oh. That was really...
3: We're, we are anti-maskers. We didn't tell you <laughs> this, I could feel that. We I, are, I could
1: feel that about both of you. Are, uh, what's a piece like of very... cloth gonna do? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> but wait, that actually brought me to what I wanted to ask Drew about because we have been talking about this lately and I was really just curious. So um, I saw someone post something and it got me thinking. Dwayne Perkins, genius, wonderful, we love yes. him. Yes, oh,
1: genius, yes. But one post.
4: of the things he was posting about, it was someone else talking about how it's like, White people don't have the concept of real talk
3: Yes, yes, yes the yes. way
4: black people do where like you're just honest with each other. You say the real and it can be really hard to navigate like workplaces, social situations with white people oh. because of that disconnect. Yes. And yes, so yes. I was just and that's literally what I was thinking, Cause I was like, let me ask Drew just like as a as a Southerner, maybe or that thing. Like I realized that, for instance, like my mom and I are not close, but I know exactly what she thinks you know Uh what i mean like they're like our family like we will kind of like tell each other what's up you'll roast each other you'll fight you maybe won't talk for a month or two and then it's fine like it's like Uh but like people just kind of get to it and you know andy grew up in a home where you didn't really say stuff like tell each other like that hurt me or why do you do that or whatever it is you don't do that and it's just an interesting like even that in
3: fact every like if that ever happened which would be like once every five or six years it was like jarring for someone. Oh, to, sure, because someone you're not to used like, to talking to each other that way. That that like that that hurt me. And you're like, wait, what?
4: Huh? <laughs> but like, did you grow up in a real talk household?
3: Uh,
1: I would say yes and no. I think that's so interesting because I've never thought about it in terms of of white people and yeah. how we have so. How the, but it's true. It's like I mean, and in a lot of it I always have. I've attributed it to being a mother of a Southern thing because mm-hmm. we would, everything was about how you behave in public mm-hmm. and what will the neighbors think. Mm-hmm. So you can say things at home, but you can't say that and you know, and, and a lot of it was manners. It was wrapped up in having good manners. Mm-hmm. And it makes me, I feel like it's a blessing and a curse as an adult net in the world now, because I sort of am like, don't people know, like, not to just be, you know, it's like when people are insanely rude, I'm always mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. But then mm-hmm. to your point, I feel like I was almost raised that, like to repress so many things because it was like, don't be on Don't really let anyone know how that you're feeling mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were a house that I mean, everybody was, you know, um. It was usually like, you know, pleasant and then things were, were, you know, but it was kept that way by us. Not my, I will say this, I'm trying to think out loud. My brother was very vocal and therefore he was a problem. Like my Uh brother and my father, very similar. Okay. And they come, they always butted heads because they were just the loud mouths. And I (laughs) learned to go up to my room and talk to the, talk to the imaginary people in my room and work out my problems. Okay. Um, Therapy was like you're crazy, you're chewing leaves <laughs> right, 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 right. off the fence. If you have to go to therapy, if you have a problem, we talk about it amongst ourselves, and then maybe we would go to the minister and talk about it. Oh, really? So, yeah. I mean, I mean, I grew up Presbyterian, so it wasn't like it wasn't evangelical or anything super dogmatic, but it was like we went to church every Sunday, and it was something that you're like we would go and talk to the minister. And there was never a minister I had growing up that I felt like I really wanted to confide in or had any right. personal right. connection with. So I was like, I'm not talking to anybody. And, you know, but like, what would like the problem that? Be so,
3: that you would talk to your minister about?
1: Yeah. Like what would you, what oh, could I mean, you I, mean could you? I guess it's like, if we're having problems just with like amongst ourselves, like among mom or dad, you know, it's like, we're always fighting. It's like, well, let's. we would not go to a therapist to talk about it. The, the intermediary would be mm-hmm. the, would be the preacher. It would be like, we'll go to the, and find a way to, and really? through scripture, find a way to, yeah, and um, oh, so wow. you just don't really want to share with anybody. So yeah. I, you know, I mean, it'd be easy to say because I, I wasn't out to my family that I was like, oh, you know, that was a part of it. But it was just all kind of wrapped up in we don't need to know everybody's business all the time. And that's a very Southern thing. And and yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think you're right. It's also, a, it's a white people thing where we're just like, we're we're polite and we just say what people want to hear. And then, <laughs> yes, Andy, when you have a real problem, it's been boiling for five or six years
2: <laughs> and then it
1: is a huge thing because you can't just be, you know, I mean, I, I, I will say that like, cause the more I talk out loud, the more I realize like how waspy and repressed we were because it was like, like Italian families are just like, you know, they, they get it, they just get it out and then mm-hmm. they're fine.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And we, we would have arguments that would, that would be big deals because they would be slow, slow burns. Uh-huh. And then it would be like, Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a fight happening. There would be the, yeah. um
3: What's that pot that you like uh, make stuff in for like eight hours? A crock pot. Crock pot. Crock
4: pot arguments.
1: <laughs> yes, crock pot argument. That's very very
4: true. I mean, it's just interesting because, like, I know it's not like when I say like white people are like all white people. It's more like kind of like that cultural oh, banner. You
3: say that all the time. <laughs> she walks around the house. What do I say? You white know,
4: people. I... <laughs> You're <Andy> crazy. <laughs>
3: He has and gotten too loose. Uh,
4: imagine how we feel, Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just like interesting because I don't think about it because like the thing is I also grew up with a mother who was very like behave, but I think the way uh-huh. you were talking about, you know, your parents being like, okay, we know he's a little different. Don't draw attention. I think mine came a lot out of like being the only like one of the few black kids at a rich white school. Oh, it was sure. also like, don't sure. draw attention, like behave yourself. Absolutely. So yeah, Absolutely. I, like that issue of like, you know, perception was very important. But it was like just so funny because my mom would like, she could put it on. And then like you would get in the house and she would literally be like, you embarrassed me. And I can't look at you right now, and it's oh. like, all right, well, at least that's that. I'm gonna go away yeah. until she decides oh. we're on good footing.
3: And it just be like my eyes are open in surprise, but that's, but I'm not surprised.
4: But it's like, yeah. but it's like, but I think it's like, not that it was necessarily nice to hear, but I think, for instance. To me, love meant, like, telling someone about themselves. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I just thought, like, and I think even now, like, when I like someone as a friend, I, like, I tend to, like, tease and roast. Like, that's my way. It's like, oh, we, I'm comfortable enough or I know you well enough to know that thing. So even now, like, I think that's how I am. But then, of course, like, even, like, in a relationship where I'm like, because I love you, there's nothing that would make me happier than for you to change this. (laughs) It's like, oh, no, that's not right (laughs) at all. (laughs) And then Andy will be like, and like it's just been interesting too, because I think you know Andy didn't grow up getting that kind of feedback.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right.
4: But I and will. It's
1: so weird how we, you know. No, sorry, go on. No, I just was gonna just say like it's just so weird how we grow up with what's normal, and then we get into relationships, or we get into these sort of these sort of. uh personal things and we think, well, I'm normal and this person's weird. And then we're like, Oh no, wow. I was raised in a, a very, a certain way. Yeah. That was, cause I mean like, you know, we were the family that like watched R rated movies. We were allowed to watch R rated movies as kids, but we, and we made like dirty jokes. Like sex was like something that we talked about in terms of comedy. Like mm-hmm. it was funny and silly but no honest talk about that,
3: mm-hmm.
1: about any of that. So, like, it wasn't just, you know, and, and, um, you know, and then violence was fine. It was very American. Like, you watch the most violent, horrible movie, mm-hmm. and that horror movie, fine, no problem. Um, So, yeah, it's it's very strange and like, what you're allowed to yeah, sort of talk about.
4: But then did you have this sense, like, was it, one, because you guys, I know it wasn't dogmatic, but you still went to church every Sunday, and, like, I was mm-hmm. part of the culture and stuff. Did you grow up with this sense of, like, if if you do something bad it's okay as long as you like pray or repent. Like could Jesus cancel out stuff?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that was something that that was something that I always had a problem with because mm-hmm. I would be like, I mean, sure, if you genuinely, I mean, let your let it go. You know, if mm-hmm. you need a once a week to like check in and go, I got to let these things go and like move forward, that's healthy, that's great. But yeah, like the idea of like anything I could be absolved of mm-hmm. everything because also the belief that all sin is equal, I just never believed in, it and I don't to this day. Wait, what? I'm Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Hold on. That's yeah, all that's sin is the, equal. That's what. Yes, that's in the Bible. That's, I'm. It's it's, it's somehow some, yeah, it's in it. there and interpreted that way. I obviously I can't I can't quote like you know <laughs> Ephesians three eighteen, but I know that it's, so, yes, that was taught what? to us a lot. So the way it, the way they would say it is that if you you know as a Christian you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you are going to sin you mm-hmm. are a you are a human being and you will sin and all sin is equal in God's eyes and and because of Jesus's sacrifice, he absolves you of that sin yeah.
0: what
3: yeah. And
1: yeah, it, it didn't make sense to me when I was eight. And it. Religion is a get out of jail free card? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that's why we're in. That's why people, they can argue religion yeah. for anything. Yeah. Yeah.
4: What?
1: It's why, it's why we have, I mean, that's why so much racism, homophobia, misogyny, transphobia, I mean, fill in the blank,
3: mm-hmm. they can
1: use religion and say, well, you know, and then it's like, and then that's just my belief. And that's why, <laughs> you know, and if you.
3: Yeah, it's it's wild. <laughs> what is no there's just no accountability. That's not that's Like stealing a piece of pizza is way less is like lo- totally low down on the scale than like beating someone in the head with a lead pipe. Like oh, yeah, they've all- got
4: levels of Judaism.
3: Well, no, it's just like common sense. <laughs> well, like, like no, stealing but- a
4: pencil is not as bad as like shooting someone in the face <laughs> no i know we know that like in life but i don't like but because I, I mean that's thing like i grew up with like but knowing that concept again we don't we weren't super religious but i went to catholic school for a little bit so it's like mm-hmm. you know we had some of that where it was like this is a real good excuse to fuck some shit up you know what i mean right
0: <laughs> and also teenager. the
1: presbyterian the the um calvinism i know we're like we get onto this but that's like what you know the presbyterian john calvin was like they believe in predestination. So whatever you're going to do in your life, God knows you're going to do that. Every choice you're going to make. I agreed to do your podcast today. That's like a choice that I, that God knew I was going to make <laughs> no matter what. So it's, everything's out of your hands. And that also made me crazy because I was convenient. like, wait, I, I don't. So that's just sort of the idea. Like, it's just all of it. It's like, there's just some great plan and your job is to not worry about it and follow. <laughs> And go along with it. And whatever you do, God knows you're going. And they're like, okay, so even if God knows I'm going to do all of those things, that doesn't get me off the hook. Horrible. Like, I have to be accountable. I have to wake up every day and do the best I can, right? <laughs> it's not just like, well, you just you chose to murder today. And God knows. And all sin <laughs> is equal. And, yes, yeah, someone else stole a pencil. So you'll, you'll both see each other in heaven as long as you both believe. It's what a, a problem if you don't believe. It's a scam. Yes. What a and it's scam. Also, it's insane. And it just, it it, it excuses so much, you know, uh, bad behavior. And I also, growing up in the church, so I mean, some of the worst people I ever, ever encountered and some of the most painful experiences I ever had were, of course, were at church. They were not, you know, the, you know, and then they're, obviously there are wonderful people. And I, I, you know, i have no problem and love mm-hmm. Jesus. It's not about Jesus. It's about the you know the the crazies that have <laughs> been misinterpreted what he's done over the years. So,
3: and all those know. bad people are as bad as the person that yelled, uh, "Hey, shithead!" out their window, yeah, in their car, yep. as they drove past in someone. And a- that's as bad as the person that walked without looking and opened up their driver's side door <laughs> while you were driving. <laughs> all of it's equal. Is, I'm sorry I did not I've never heard this really? all yeah. sin is equal stuff before and Yeah, it's I am... <laughs>
1: really it's just one of those things that you know I because I will say I'm not someone who's I'm not anti-religion I'm not anti-christianity at all sure. I, I think it's wonderful and I think you know we all have to have something to get us through the day and if that's you know and I think there's so much beautiful stuff in there but there's other things in there you're like well,
4: no I can't yeah 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 <laughs> It is. It's just like funny because it's like, as you said, right? All these things where you grow up and at first it's normal, and you could say now you're like, you never believed it, but you went with it, right? You have really no choice as a sure. kid, and then you get right. older and you look back and you're like, okay, okay, wait, what? And when you get yeah. to make your own decisions for yourself, and you're like, that don't make no sense. By right,
1: exactly. <laughs> just, it's so nice to when you get to the point that you can that you can do that and just sort of realize that like I don't because you do grow up as a kid thinking adults, know more, Mm
3: -hmm. that
1: my teachers are right. My, you know, my minister's correct. Like everyone is, and that you're definitely raised that way. And then it just sets you up to fail in a way because you're just, and not that I I don't think kids need to be told you're amazing and you're always right. I mean, (laughs) certainly do not think that either. I think kids (laughs) need to be told, get in line and you'll get yours uh, (laughs) later. Um, you can, But I don't think, but there are times I look back as a kid and I think I was right about that. <laughs> and I still, I mean, and, you know, and even like political stuff. I, I remember my dad, we were, we were always going political fights. And he's like, when you're my age, you will be Republican. You will, you know, <laughs> say all that. that. <laughs> and I'm now, I'm about to be 44 and I'm like, sorry, dad. <laughs> I miss you and I love you, but you were not right about that. And I knew In my heart, that I would never be. So it's like it's a weird, you know.
3: Yeah. Do you remember that it was like some old saying about like a conservative is just or a liberal is just a conservative that hasn't like lived life. I forget what the actual yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's something. It's just like no. (laughs) You're just trying to justify your your bad beliefs, right?
1: And and I just I'm I'm fascinated, and I really I don't need to I don't need to do any more research into the 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 heart and soul or whatever you call those words of a Trump supporter. But the Republican ideal I am always interested in and I'm always mm-hmm. like, what's going on there? I mm-hmm. want to know because I'm fascinated by it. But the more you see, the more you're like, no, you just you you have no heart, no soul. Right. You, right, go, right, right. you care about money. It's money. And, you know, I'm watching this documentary on Immigration Nation on Netflix right now. Right. And it's just it's as serious and heart, hor- you know, horrible as ever. But you're just watching it going oh yeah, these people, they don't care. They just don't care. Mm-hmm. And the other people care. Like you either care or you don't. Right, yes. So right. It's kind of that been simple. my contention. That
3: <laughs> this is all going to come down to sociopaths versus empaths. That's where this is all heading. The stand. The stand. Yes, yes it's the stand.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
3: you're I think either you're with right. The walking man or with uh, Mother Abigail. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um, okay, Drew, I think that's a perfect time to take a break before we answer some audience relationship questions. Are you ready? Yes. Hold on. We'll be right back.
0: There's never been a faster
4: or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. And now we got a good backstory. We know yeah. where Drew is coming from. Yeah. We know where Drew is at. I got one question before oh, we, we dive in. I was so excited.
3: I got one question. <laughs> All the stuff that we've talked about, how has that imprinted on your relationships? Your, your love language? Rela- relationships? relationships. Huh.
1: Well, I, I don't seek out uh, l- like relationships and love because I definitely handle my own. Like in a lot, you know, in all, like, I just, I take care of myself in a way. So I, with that, I have a lot of walls up and I realize that sometimes I'm like, uh, you know, I'm very quick to turn someone I'm attracted to into a friend really easily. <laughs> really, <laughs> All of a sudden it's like, I hear, I feel it happening. I'm like, why am I? Cause I'm, you know, so there's definite fear there. Cause I've never been in a long-term relationship, you know, mm. for, you know, and so It's something that I want in my life, but it's not something that I really seek out. So I think I don't give off a vibe that I'm very available maybe Mm -hmm. or that I or I'm a little uh, or I'm aloof Mm -hmm. um, or that, you know, um, I don't think I mean, I don't believe that I'm intimidating in any way. But I just think people just don't think that I put it out there and I don't flirt that much or that well. I mean, I think. Sometimes I do, but I'm not usually, I have to remind myself to do that. It's weird. (laughs) I have to go, you like him, put it out there, let him know. Um, Because next thing I know, I'm like, oh, we're friends and we're just going to go to lunch. And then next thing you know, I'm like, we're like reading each other's screenplays.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny you say that because I think maybe not intimidating, but for instance, you know, you have been doing comedy a long time. Like people know a lot of your work. You know, but in person, you are a really mellow guy, and I think that it is especially. I mean, and I'm a comic, right? So like, I kind of know that, and I don't see you and expect you to do stuff. But people who aren't in that world, if they know you predominantly from the stage or the screen, honey, they're going to
1: very different. They're going
4: to expect you to give them all of that. Or also, no, you're absolutely right. I'll say this
3: too, as uh, I'm you're a mellow person, and then Naomi and I are anxious people. We immediately project <laughs> mellow people. We immediately project our anxieties on them.
4: That's very true. I so you we hate oh. they hate me. Yeah. They so hate you me. may
3: not be aloof yourself, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. you just might be around a lot of anxious people who are projecting their own shit.
4: That's you know, true. that's
1: so interesting. I wonder because I feel like a lot of those things are true. I think, um, you know, especially like in, in the regular times, not the the year of COVID when we can't see each other, but in regular times, you know. Um, i if I've just come from a show I'm so I'm way more mellow because I've just done a show I've exercised that demon yeah. and now I'm just like out and want to sit in the back of the bar with friends and just be chill yeah. even more but even i I feel lucky that I get to because I have a lot of anxiety as well but I could I try I feel like I put it in my work or I, and other, or I'm calling out a friend and just needing to have a total, you know, like when Sam pancake and I have a, you know, what we call a cunch, yes. uh, a, a, you know, yes. a,
4: a cunt that lunch.
1: Was... <laughs> I, Sam and I are like, we need to get together and have a cunt lunch or as Sam <laughs> shortened it to a cunch. And uh, that's where our, you know, we'll scream at each other mm. and it's look too, Two, you know, crows picking apart, you know, <laughs> a, a, you know, a dead pig or whatever. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, but, um, but normally, yeah, I'm. I can be very chill, and I think people will come up to me and try out bits on me mm-hmm. in a way or try to make me laugh, and that makes me anxious. Yeah. And I used to try to play along, but then I realize I'm exhausted and I'm, I'm not having fun. So mm-hmm. I get, I get even more mellow. Uh-huh. Yep. I, I just I go. Poof, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go up to that. And then I think you have the thing where in the gay world, where guys they want to. First of all, they if they know like characters that are. Played. I play a lot of assholes and so they mm-hmm. want to be an asshole to me because they think that's going to endear me to them what? whether it's romantic ah. or friend wise and yeah. it makes me really uncomfortable because <laughs> I, I mean there are people I don't even know on, at all and it will come up and be just like hey bitch <laughs> blah 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 and you're like whoa what is that like I don't know I don't know you like that but there's a gay men have a real familiarity with each other that some of it I think is kind of beautiful I really do mm-hmm. but I also think some of it is like you don't know me like that and you can't We're not there yet, if ever. So watch. (laughs) And I don't trust what's going to come out of my mouth because as a comedy person, and I'm trained to just not judge, so I have to kind of be in two places. I'm either performing or I'm not. Mm -hmm. And when I'm off and I'm not, I don't trust what's going to come out of my mouth. (laughs) If you want to start being all sassy with me, I might say something truly mean and I get scared. (laughs) So I just go, I'd rather not play this game. Let's just be people. Um, You know, I'm also like, I, I really like to go deep fast. So when I meet people, I'm like, let's yeah. get into it. Yeah. How are yep. you hurt? You know? And I think that that's what I, you know, you were talking about real talk, Naomi. I mean, I love that where I'm just like, I meet someone and I'm like, let's do that versus like small talk and bits and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I just don't really, yeah I don't really care too much about that. So yeah, yeah it's hard. I think with, um, with, with men. And also I do a lot of drag and I think there are a lot of, and gay men aren't really, you know, traditionally always attracted to that. And in, hmm. in a sad, homophobic, sad, huh. self-loathing way.
4: I did not know um, that. I
1: mean, I am, I'm, I can, I'm very attracted to, to men who do drag, but I know that on the flip side that it makes me lo- I mean, I had a beard. I just shaved it, but I have had a beard for the last couple of months and I'd never really had a beard. And I, I, it was really nice to get so many compliments on it, <laughs> but I know from so many gay men, it's like, wow, you look good. And I know some of that is wrapped up in like, you look like a man,
4: huh.
1: you know, in a way. And uh-huh. again, I don't know what, how many levels there are. And again, yeah. I, I will take the compliment. And I appreciate <laughs> that people said that. I don't even need to immediately pick it apart and be like, it's homophobic why you like me with a beard and not without. But um, do you think that's I our do generation? think there is something to that. I don't know. Um, I feel, I mean, I, th- I, I, do, I mean, you mean younger people don't have that? I think I'd younger wonder. people don't have that as much. I don't think younger... Because there is so much more gender fluidity and what, like, a man looks like or a woman looks like or what's masculine or feminine is thankfully sort of leaving the conversation, which I think is really healthy and beautiful. I do think younger people care way less about that. And I think almost now, almost every gay man I know does drag on some level that's, (laughs) like, in their 20s. And they all are... Some level, they're constantly doing that. 20s Mm -hmm. and 30s.
4: Yeah.
1: Um... But yeah, I just I I think about that sometimes, and also you know, when I'm putting myself out there, the drag that I do is not beautiful, so it's not even like I mean they're beautiful <laughs> drag queens. I do like booger queens, or I'll dress up like Betty. I'll dress up like Betty White and do you know. And, you know, and be like, why is nobody going to take me home? I rose from the Golden Girls. And it's like, well, you know, that's, that's comedy. That's just comedy at its best. It's not sexy. And whoever finds that sexy is probably not who you want to end up with. Even for a night. It might be crazy. Burger so, Queens. you know.
4: Burger Queens is a very, very wonderful category. <laughs> okay. All right.
3: We get questions over Twitter. Instagram, great.
4: Gmail, voicemail. This first one is a voicemail. Ooh, my favorite, Drew. I oh, love a good. voicemail because you can hear people's emotions. Oh, I love it. You know? All right. You're
0: ready. Hi, guys. I um, First off, uh, you're very important to me. I have uh, so much affection for um, all the work that you do and the thoughtfulness that you put into everything. And, um, yeah, you're great. And um, here's my question. It's kind of a two-parter. Um, first of all, it's kind of for Andy maybe, I don't know, like if, I don't know, if, if you wanted to um, invest not very much money in some technology to help you like mess around and maybe like record a few songs in like a super, you know, like just messing around, low stakes kind of way, what would be your advice for that? And then my other question is kind of related. It has to do with, um, I don't know, creating space in your life for being creative, if, if that's not too redundant. But, um, yeah, like my parents were both very creative people, but they always kind of um, lived their lives in a way that made it seem like it was this, you know, moral failing and really indulgent if you spend more than like 20 minutes a day doing, you know, like writing or making art or whatever. And wow. um, yeah, and I really, I want to feel okay making more time in my life for that kind of thing. Um, but it's like, yeah, if I, if I sit down and write for two hours, I, I feel like guilty about it basically. I'm like, oh, I'm just sitting around. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd love advice if you got any on how you get past that. If, if that's the thing you've ever had to get past. All right. Thanks, you guys. Happy New Year. Bye.
3: <laughs> okay. First of all, GarageBand. Oh, I'm year. a proponent. Also, I'm a proponent of stealing stuff over torrents. <laughs> because I think the means of production for art should be free, honestly.
1: I agree with you about Final Draft, about scriptwriting software.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I only use Final Draft when I'm on a job and they, they give it to me. I, ref- I cannot yeah. pay... for a a paragraph maker. Like if you do nothing, (laughs) you do, you provide no service and I know it's the format that they want and they, you know, but I, I, I agree with you. It's just, it's stupid. It's just making money off of, off of poor artists. So spend as little money as you can. Yes. Yes. Garage,
3: Garage bands in your,
1: is, is in your computer for free, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah, but if you need something like Pro Tools, or if you need something a little fan, for honestly, GarageBand does everything I really needed to do. Which is just- that's
4: how we wrote Bye Bitch. You made
3: Bye
1: Bitch. <laughs> oh my bitch God, with GarageBand. I love Bye Bitch. I told you, Naomi. Bye Bitch got me through a couple hard moments. I was oh, like, yes,
4: Bye it. Bitch. Oh, I love, I love it.
3: Um, <laughs> but uh, I think the more important part is the uh, the guilt. Um, yes, and uh, Drew, as someone who is very creative. And spends a lot of time do- doing uh, creative activities. Do you ever feel guilty about doing that stuff, or, or did, did
1: you? you ever yeah, in feel... the
4: beginning, like, was it? Did like... I in
1: the beginning? Okay, in the beginning, um, no, I don't think I ever did. I mean, I remember like I, I wanted to do every play at our community theater, and I had to choose which plays I could even audition for because my family would be like, "You can't do every single play in a row." So. <laughs> I was definitely, and I remember my family getting annoyed that that's all I wanted to talk about once I got into theater. And that they would be like, you're obsessed. What's wrong with you? Do you, you know, go outside, have an experience. And I'm like, no, I can't. I've got noises off rehearsal. <laughs> Um But, uh, but um, now I feel guilty when I don't do it. Like I, I'm hearing this thing really like, I'm amazed that she feels guilty if she's been writing for two hours. To me, that is pure joy. Like what a treat to give yourself two hours to write, or even, even, I would say even 20 minutes a day to just carve out that, like your first, you know, example to just be creative in that amount of time. If you do that every day, it's like working out. It's just something that you have to do, you know, and you, um, you feel better when you go through it. I mean, it's excruciating going (laughs) through it. I hate staring at a blank screen. I Hate writing. I just finished Fran Lebowitz's series, and I on Netflix, and I love it because I love what she says about writing. I and mean, she's like, "I've only known one good writer who who liked to write." And then it cuts to her with Toni Morrison, and she's like, "Other than Toni Morrison, <laughs> nobody else who was actually good enjoyed writing." So it's a horrible process. <laughs> but when I'm done, it's like exercising. I I do it every day because I'm and I wow. hate it until I'm done. I mean, I mean, and by every day, I mean twenty minutes a day. I'm not yeah. doing like full on. But something, and then I will be like, I did it, and I feel so much better. Yeah. So I think uh, there's no. I think that's, you know, it's sad that that cultures have like shamed being creative, because that's such a. It's such a good thing to do for yourself. It's like giving yourself. It's it's like a massage. It's like it's just a. It's something you need to do.
3: Yeah, it's uh, I This is the thing. Also, can you how much time listener? I fr- I forget uh, their name. She didn't say. How much time do you spend like watching TV or something like that? Mm-hmm. Because I like to me, if you spend more than half an hour watching TV and you don't feel guilty about that, then I would say try to like flip <laughs> your emotional attachments to these things. Because why is creativity something yeah. that makes you feel guilty? But like, absolutely, I just made this up by the way. This person who maybe they don't watch. Any TV, right. but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. But right. like, right. my right. mind, it's right. just like but Protestant work ethic thing, <laughs> right? right? That yes. Protestant, like, yes. if I if I'm not toiling, I should be sleeping. And that's <laughs> it, that's yes. It. Those are the yes. two modes in life.
1: Well, and that you you know, and still, even with my family, I'll get I get rewarded by how hard I work. I mean, in the mm-hmm. sense that, like, you deserve that. You work so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Which I mean, you know, yeah, it, sure. But it's also like there's no sense of like this is what you're good at and this brings you joy and I'm so happy you get to do what you love for a living. It's like, no, you work hard. Therefore it equals, you know, um, it's, it's valid. You know, it equals validation. Right. Yeah.
4: I mean, so yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. No, 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 no. Go ahead. You're my guest.
1: (laughs) I'm just bullshitting.
4: (laughs)
3: You have have something better to say. I'm sure. What were you going to say to him?
4: Well, just like, um, so whenever there's something that I really want to do, but I know like, because I have guilt around laying around, I have guilt around mm-hmm. watching a bunch of TV, you know, I'm doing a lot of that in choir, and so one of the things I'll do sometimes is like, okay, you can do that thing you want to do after you do three uh, things that you have to do. So oh, okay. for instance, like, I don't know, like, you know, again, if, if if writing or being creative for this person is the treat is the indulgence, then send two emails you had to send Clean your toilet and oh, fold you whatever, and then great. and yes. then you get to do whatever the fuck you want. You know, so and like, use creativity as yes. the carrot. If that's what it is, like for me, it's the nightmare, right? Like it'll be like Naomi. If you want to oh. watch TV, you have to write. <laughs> I, I'm the same way. Painful. I know, and I think what happens
1: is when you turn your love into your job, your it's your job, and so no matter what you do, yeah. you're like I'm very. You know, I think we're very grateful to get to do that but it is like it is work and then you know um but I'm I'm like you I'll be like I have to make I make lists and I always have ever since I was a kid about what I have to do I make lists of what movies I have to watch each day (laughs) me too it's just like I need something right and then I check, check it off the list and it's so satisfying to make a list in my phone and then erase the title of the movie from like oh, I got that done today. The
3: crossing off, cross, because I make, yes. I make physical lists. He posted. The crossing <laughs> off is orgasmic. It is, yes, so. I
1: know, I know. Isn't that, what is that? It's uh, just like I did something I achieved. So, yeah, I, I totally, I think that's a great plan. And then that way you feel like it's something um, that, you, that you do. and. I mean, if you get lost in it and you're able to do two hours, I mean, like I'm, I rarely can, can be creative for two hours a day. I mean, yeah. sometimes maybe, but that's a, for me, like I have these bursts yeah. and I have to just try to do it as when it's happening. And then I have to like walk away, mm-hmm. not think about it for a while, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know,
3: I, w- um, I would also say that like, I think in America we and maybe other parts of it, maybe this is just the 21st century but like we are conditioned in a certain way to avoid anything unpleasant any unpleasant feeling you try to distract yourself immediately and so mm-hmm. if i would say this just keep doing it so you're writing yes. and you feel this is this is my own therapist's um uh for like uncomfortable situations for mm-hmm. real talk this is my therapist's <laughs> uh, um solution which is endure it just deal with it you're an adult mm-hmm. <laughs> If you start feeling yeah. a bad feeling instead of um instead of like trying to distract yourself, endure it. Live through it. Okay? Yes. You can do it.
4: And show yourself you can. And then yeah, and then yeah, yeah. in doing yeah. that, you
3: will build up a tolerance to it. And then and you, you won't, won't feel and so guilty. Then, yes. And then the next you time so you do it, you won't feel as guilty. Mm-hmm. And then eventually mm-hmm. you'll just be like, Yeah, I'm writing my screenplay. Deal with right. it. And that's you talking to right. your own heart. <laughs>
1: Yes, exactly. Absolutely. Um,
3: All right. We got another cue. One more. I love a good cue. This I, is sorry. I just opened up and I was looking up. Uh, I thought there had been two Patty Smiths. This is going back to Wendy Williams. Are there not wow. two Patty I'm, Smiths? You know what?
1: I'm going to venture that there are two Patty Smiths.
3: <laughs> <But>. <laughs> the two Patty Smiths is my yeah. one man show. <laughs> uh, okay. This comes to us, Anonymous, from Instagram. And, uh, It starts. Hi, love the podcast. I've been listening and catching up every day. especially It especially helps with the long days at work. Smiley emoji. Love it. I just want to reach out with a question for advice you both could offer. I recently met someone in another country whom I reached out to via Instagram. At first, I didn't expect anything serious to come of it as he is extremely handsome and charming. And especially during these times when we cannot travel to see each other. However, we started talking little by little moved to video chats and now we are in a relationship in which we have excellent communication and respect for each other however recently i've begun to feel very self-conscious about my appearance Hmm. he's seen photos videos seen me when i'm sick and not made up and i even told him i'm nervous for the day we do meet up uh because you won't think i'm attractive but he reassures me that he loves me and he knows that i am beautiful regardless Usually I have confidence and understand that these things are not as important as genuine connection and love. So I'm feeling there is something in my self image that has changed. I just don't want him to see me in person, and be disappointed that I'm not like the video or attract as attractive as he thought any advice to offer in this situation as we will eventually have to meet in person.
2: Hmm.
4: This is the problem, honey, that zoom touch up my appearance button. We're all using it. (laughs) We're all using it, baby. I am so (laughs) smooth.
1: I know. We all have created our identities online. We all have become, and in a sense, we're all famous in that way. Like, and how famous people feel like, I hope you get to meet the real me. You know? We're all that now. Mm -hmm. It's like, all of us are like, this person that I am online, whether it's like, if you're, you know, like those of us who are have online personas like what I was talking about earlier like what who I really am mm-hmm. but that works I think on all level uh, like for a lot of different things and people see and they go I'm so worried about what I look like and my because we now we know how to angle our faces I mean Zoom <laughs> has taught us how yeah. to like eliminate the double chin <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, you yes, know yes. I'm in meetings and I'm constantly seeing and I'm like totally burying my chin <laughs> I'm like hi hi I'm you know Triangle yes. head. The forty five degree angle not. Kubrick look. Of like like <laughs> yeah. where the two twins yes. in
3: the Overlook Hotel looking down. Come yeah, play yeah, with yeah. that.
1: Totally. Yeah. Oh, and then there's duck face, of course. <laughs> and we all have like it's just that stupid face that we make in the mirror that that we never make in real life. Like, why do I make that face in the mirror? I'm never gonna make that face at anyone. <laughs> um I know yeah, I yeah. mean
4: been... I think Sorry. it's
1: it works both ways. I think I would say to this person, you know, just know that this guy is has probably the same insecurities. And if you're, you know, honest with each other and it's moving along and then that's, that's great. And, um, you know, just, you know, don't give him any money until you need it.
4: (laughs) That is (laughs) very true. Also, the other thing that's come to mind for me is like, let's see.
3: I'm going to say, can I say something while you're thinking? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing more horrifying than seeing me at a three fourths angle. When I see myself, when I catch myself at a three fourths angle mm-hmm. in a window, like I'm walking <laughs> oh. past a business and I see that angle, <laughs> it is like chilling. Really? Absolutely. I hate myself at three quarters of an angle. Like com- coming in like a forty five degree angle onto the side of my body yeah. and my face. Yeah, is just like it, it is just uh, I, it, it the Grim Reaper <laughs> is is yeah. like screaming at me. That's what it feels I know. like. It's
1: why I when I mean, you know, I can't watch myself in things and I'll, and I'll do something and then the director or whoever will send it to me and like, do you like it? And I'm like, sometimes I lie and say it's great. And it's nothing about the piece. Right. It's like, I just can't you. watch myself. I have to be in a such a good mental place before I can look at myself.
4: Well, I think, and I think that's one of the, I think the biggest problems we're having in this year of Coco, it is, we are looking at ourselves all the time. Like I've yeah. been in a zoom writer's room and like the act of just for f- six hours, I am looking at my own face yeah. along with everybody yes. else's faces. And it is impossible. It makes you like so self-conscious. Like I got a neck roll now and I just, all I see is my neck roll. Whenever <laughs> I look, I just go, God damn it. You suck at trash. Which I,
1: which I don't see, oh, but I know
4: God. it's like, well, when you pull
1: it off your, when you're pulling it off your, <laughs> I, Back. as she grabs the neck roll that you
4: create with your
3: fingers and just yes. mushes it
4: but it's like stuff that like only because i look at my face as much as we do right like on um right. on the footage like on the, the camera footage. phones into so the footages but it's like so you're we're more self-conscious than ever and as you said like we all know our angles now thank you instagram but i think the thing i was thinking of saying too is like don't break up with yourself you're over here saying all this stuff like you're not gonna like me you're gonna be disappointed he doesn't see you you already told us he's seen you sick not made up the real yes so why don't you believe him now this goes back to what Drew said don't give him money but (laughs) it's like if he has said what he said you you have to remember it's like you don't yeah like don't give somebody an out It sounds like you're like, it sounds a little like you're afraid. And so you're like, you're not going to like me or you're going to be disappointed or you're going to be. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no, 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 no. Honey, let relationships end the normal way when one of you fails, fails the other. Yeah. But don't let it end (laughs) (laughs) because you feel unattractive because it's like, we're all, I think, extra self-conscious right now, but that's in your head. Mm -hmm. This person has eyes, right? You're video chatting, yeah, so they have eyes. So Right, right,
1: exactly. And let them and let them like you slash love you. You know, well that's and also I, I, what
4: we're gonna tell Drew when he gets back out there. let mm-hmm. those walls down, Drew Drogie. Yes in twenty twenty one.
3: Mr. Drogi, tear down those walls. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you, Bush Senior, or is it Reagan? Is it
3: Reagan? It was Reagan, but I did I, it I don't know why. I I have so much fun doing it as a JFK.
2: For doing oh, JFK God, telling so JFK, Mr. Gorbachev,
3: yeah. to, it's so much fun. But Mr. Gorbachev, jelly beans. <laughs> jelly beans is my way into doing the, the terrible Reagan. That's, I did. Yes,
1: well, that's all he did for eight years.
3: So, uh, you know, uh. Uh, Drew. This has been, if we could do this for longer, if, if Mabel wasn't like staring at us. And about to pee on the floor. About to pee on the floor. Okay. We would do this it. forever. But thank you so,
4: it. so much for coming thank on Thank you the all pod. so much. Yeah. I so
1: appreciate y'all having me back and you're both... So goddamn delightful. So thank you. You are
4: one of our favorites. You're a true gift. Your I true. mean, you're a really big part, too, of, like, literally, we felt like, you know, we were we had gone to see Happy Birthday Doug. We had gone to see a bunch of Justin Sayer plays. We were feeling like right before the Coco, we were finding our LA, like, hangs yes. and shows yes. and stuff. You know? Yeah. And so that's why, like, literally, <sighs> like whenever you—
3: friend- g- at, at- uh, at your last play, yeah, happy, happy birthday Doug! Yeah, yeah, that was seeing friends there and then go and like running into them and then going out to dinner. Felt like New York. Again. We
4: had a New York night after your play. We ran into David Crabb uh, and his that. husband Jack, yes. and then they were Did like, we go, "What are you guys yes. doing?" And we were like, "We don't know." And they're like, "You want to get food?" And it was like, "So." Oh, I love that! I love that and wonderful. Yes.
3: So you were part of us learning to start to love LA. Yes, so we oh appreciate my god, it. Finding that
1: our makes home. my day! Thank you. I mean, and well. we'll We'll get back we will. in we will. sometime. We'll yeah, get fine. vaccinated
4: and we'll get back. I know. Because we'll I do miss it. it. But until then, thank you for all the shows you're doing for us online. <laughs> Alright. And we'll see y'all next time.
2: Bye. Bye.